So Roman Reigns, Joe uh, can engage in all the self-masturbatory things that he wants to. Um, the chances of, of uh, getting a proper response from Punk, uh, you know, Punk has shown us for years now, if he doesn't care about something, it doesn't matter what you say about him, he just won't respond. Bro, again, CM Punk is one of my favorite workers. I cannot wait for him to come back. Has there been a more self-masturbatory wrestler in the history of the world than CM Punk? Has there been anybody... Shawn Michaels. Uh, I don't think so. Nah, Wait, maybe, Shawn, maybe, but Shawn, he's up there. Well, actually, Shawn Michaels. Wait, hold on. Hold, no, because no, let's do this. Shawn Michaels. Mi hold on, hold on, hold on. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, TJP. Um, uh, fucking, what's the homie's name? Goodness Bret gracious. Hart. Mil no, Mil Mascaras. Bret Hart. Uh, uh, Mil Mas. No, Bret Hart was right though. Mil Mascaras. <laughs> and also, and also. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you once again in our recorded glory to the best weekly wrestling podcast show in the universe. This is Give Me the Book. My name is Mike Alloy. With me, as always, it's the El Guapo of professional wrestling commentary as well as stand-up comedy. Thank you guys so much. Satoyo here. Appreciate you guys listening once again. We have a very fun podcast for y'all. We sure do. This is a big, big week. We had to, we had to come back to it. We had to couldn't just do one. We had to do a, had to do another one because this is the SummerSlam week. This is also maybe the CM Punk week that was yeah. upon us. We are recording this on Friday. It is 5:35 p.m. Eastern right now. So we do not know if CM Punk indeed has debuted on Rampage tonight, but we both assuming he will. So Sotoya, what is your prediction for? today's cm punk debut um so i'm one of those that i'm in the camp of i will believe it when i see it um one thing i can safely say is that aew has really helped out professional wrestling uh you know being fun again um it has been very it ha and i can safely say as someone who's watched for a very very long time this is the funnest that i found professional wrestling to be this century so I'll say that for this period of the past couple of years, it's the funnest it's been since before 2000. I'm just going to, and you can say, no, so it was, nah, nah, bro, no, bro. Some lean years, some really lean years. Um, if they, if they do, you know, if they do have punk, I think that's, that'll be fine. I think that'll be really cool. Um, it's, uh, I just, if he's there, then I know it's because he wants to be there and that's what will make me excited. Um, and I can tell that other people are a bit concerned about this because you have some people lying. They like to go on TV and they like to do their little interviews. They like to lie. Um, so, you know, the E, it, I guess they're sweating a little bit. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had Roman say that dumb shit that he said. Ooh, um, let's talk about it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy we get to start with this. Let's Actually, go. Let's go then. So let's so let's do this because I, I have a feeling I know where you're going to stand on this. But um, no, I mean, in terms of saying he was never as uh, good or as over as John Cena, you can argue both those points. I'll say CM Punk 
people really are now trying to have this weird revisionist history to act like that dude was not an excellent in-ring worker for that time period. They're also having this weird revisionist history that there was a period of time like there's like people are actually trying to sit there and say now that he wasn't having the best matches on the card for a period of time and wasn't involved in some tremendous, tremendous storylines before the pipe bomb. So the people are really trying to do this weird revisionist history. Um, he was getting so massively over in spite of Vince McMahon's wishes. So to me, that gives him the nod over Cena because Cena was a chosen product that they chose and he delivered, but that was a chosen product. So that's the first Roman Reigns lie. And then he well, has okay. the other, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to address. Wrong. You're I'm, already wrong. But okay. no, that's the first lie. That's the first lie. That's the first, hold on. That's the first lie. The first lie I told. And then he says, there. hold on, hold on. And the second lie I told was he didn't move the needle like the rock. Well, here's what I'll say to that. Now I say it's a, here's why I say it's a lie because it's not being an, it's not an honest representation that like, okay, cool. Like no one really did. So what does that say? All so, and, and I say all this to then so it's say, not a lie. So it's hold accurate. on, hold on, hold on. I say yeah. all this to say, hold on. I say all this to say, you would be a goddamn fool. You would be a goddamn fool if you looked at the ratings from when CM Punk was around to now and sit there and say that the WWE soldiered on bravely, courageously, and successfully without him. When literally he leaves, millions of people go away. So, so there's that. And also, Roman said these things. You notice he didn't say a damn thing about how it relates to him. Because those things that Roman said that CM Punk was not, he was never as good or as over as Cena, and he didn't move the needle like The Rock. Even if I was to sit there and say, oh, yeah, he's totally correct across the board. Here's what I'll say. Neither will Roman ever. Yeah, of course. But that's not the, what the conversation was. I, first of all, love what Roman's been doing. I love all the promos. The fact that he's actually approaching promos as, as a character that he is. He also threw shots at John Moxley, which he's supposed to. He also threw shots at Seth Rollins saying, hey, I'm number one right now. Very, Dean Ambrose left because he, he couldn't be the man here. Seth Rollins is, has the same problem right now. He's not the man here. I am. I am the man right now. Uh, I think to look at, uh, if you honestly... Anybody who wants to look, say, look at the ratings back then, back then being what 2014, like 2013 when he left, I think he left in January 2014, and now that's a dishonest argument. I think um, that's because you're using different metrics. I mean, of course, the ratings are down. The ratings are down across the board. Uh, ratings are usually down everywhere. You know what I mean? They're down for NBA and NFL as well, and they're fucking killing it. You know what I mean? So it's I, I just don't you know I would counter that with hey Raw and SmackDown are number one right now they even SmackDown wasn't even number one in 2014 I don't think in the cable ratings, um so I, if anything their position has improved since then if that's the argument you want to make uh obviously look at their that's social a, media that's such oh. a midpoint that was right. mid right. that was no, no, oh, I, no I, I, I just did I just no, need to interrupt you look at their social media making that has gone up they're doing better than ever in there. You can say, look at their revenues. Their revenues are doing better than ever. Again, I think that's a dishonest argument to just go look at the ratings. It's silly. Of course, the ratings were different. They didn't have the network the back then. Yeah, the, 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 ratings, the, the ratings and number one. The merch, yeah, you can you can put all those metrics, but listen, I'm a, I'll even do this. So, yes, they. so I'm going, I'm using metrics. I'm using less. I'm judging based on less 
So I'll keep that. I'll keep my position. I'm like, yeah, you have all these other streams and revenues that you can sit there and, and do all this little like we have these other. Sh- it's, it's kind of like this trickery thing. No, I'm going to go it's based on trickery. that shit. <laughs> it's not trickery. It's I'm, I'm a, 20, I'm a go, the, the I'm a media landscape in 2020. So the media landscape in 2021 and the media landscape in 2014 is incomparable. To compare one to the other, it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous. It's a stupid no, fucking it's not thing. ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous it when you're actually sitting here talking about millions of people going away. Now you're trying to sit there and say that losing millions of views, losing millions in the ratings is somehow we shouldn't we should not look at it the same way because it was seven years ago. Nah, man, come on. That doesn't work. Yeah. All these other men. And that's fine. That's reasonable. OK, but it's I'll, I'll bring it to you the same way that I brought to you for you can sit there and you can say whatever you want to say about, oh, they're so impressed. They're the number one show still. They're doing all these other things, man. Millions of people leave. Now they can use this argument to sit there and try to make you believe that they're actually doing better than they were doing beforehand, that they were doing better and they had bigger, they have bigger stars now than they had then. Bro, when millions of people turn off that product and don't go back to that product, that has to account for something because TV ratings still matter because these TV deals are still how this company lives and dies. They're not living living and dying by their social media. The fact of the matter is we want to sit here and try to minimize this thing that still is their bread and butter when we just really shouldn't. We really shouldn't. This is why I always say to the time and people can be like, well, that was 20 years ago. Hey, man, people WCW went under and people stopped watching, period. People went away. And that has to matter. We can't sit there and act like it doesn't matter just because they got a goddamn YouTube channel. You know why it's easier to watch their shit on YouTube? Because the shit's two minutes long and it's easier to digest. Okay, yeah, I'm not this again. I'm not this is not a, I'm not sure with that. I'm saying to compare the ratings 2014 and compare ratings now and be and to go. This is because of CM Punk. Come on, that's that there's at least a, five fallacies right there. You, you're attributing all the attribute to one single no, person, no, but he, he but you, for, you, for that period of time, he was for that period, everybody. for that period of that's time, silly. he was for that period of time, he was arguably their biggest act and their biggest draw. Sure, but they proceeded who they proceeded to help push out the door because sure. of one, the schedule he was taking a beating, wasn't in a particularly good headspace. The company is a micromanaged wasteland that only then he was saying shit at the time that we then came to find out. And we would see time and time and time and time again. It's like, even though the guy is an asshole, sometimes people keep on saying the same shit when they leave this company. So I think it's like this. Roman is doing his job. When Seth Rollins had the title, he said some of the most ridiculous shit ever because that's his job. When John Cena was the man, he had to go at the rock. That was his job. Like this is what these people when Bret Hart, it's their job. So I understand that. I just think that it is a, it's a, it's not being fully honest and fully transparent. He's just saying words. And again, also tribal chief, you out here like, you're talking about three guys that are more over than you and move the needle more than you do. Like, no, all three of them do no, more no, than no, Roman no, Reigns? You made your point. Now you made your point. Now let me talk. So now we come to the second part. He, what you said was not wrong because CM Punk, famously, he did a whole hour and a half in, uh, podcast interview. If you listen to our podcast, you heard the one uh, uh, and a half hour expose in which one of his big points of contention was he was mad that The Rock and John Cena main event in WrestleMania. He was mad at The Rock, came in and took his spot. He thought he deserved that spot. 
I'm not, I, I'm not, and on the merit, you can make the argument as a wrestling fan. And you have to remember this because me and you watch wrestling together at that point in time. At the time I still lived in Philly, this was before I moved to New York. Me and you watch Raw and pay per views at your crib. CM Punk was my favorite wrestler. You remember this? So he was over with me. I was a huge CM Punk, CM Punk fan. Well, he's so the best at the time. He was huh? the best at the, he was the best. He was, at the absolutely. Time. He was the best overall performer. And, and I'm not questioning that. That being said, John Cena, John Cena and The Rock, their WrestleMania, the first one, I believe, was the most bought pay-per-view in the history of all of WWE. And, and the second one is like in top five, maybe top ten. Yeah. So, so you can so from the business. This is not from a fan. From a business standpoint, WWE did nothing wrong, and WWE did not own CM Punk anything, especially after they gave him a year-long reign as a champion. Where as a champion, you make more money than before. He they gave him another take a match. Now again, I know he he of the, the the six people in the main event, he got he supposedly he says he got paid the least amount of the six. If that is true, that is bullshit, and and and, and that is bad business. So again, I'm not not completely signed with him. But back to the point. See again, you cannot say that he moved the needle the way uh Cena and, and uh, the Rock did when they are responsible for two of the biggest pay-per-views the company has done in their entire history. He was not on their level. It's it's nothing about CM Punk, he's a level below that. Where he is compared to where Roman Reigns now depends on how you look at it. If you look at TV ratings comparing 2014 to 2021 TV ratings, of course, CM Punk wins. If you look at their Instagram followers. Roman Reigns had five million. CM Punk has seven hundred thousand. Both with about the same, with the, uh, same amount of posts. So who again? So 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 who say? Oh, who moves the needle? I, I can tell you this much: SmackDown one creatively was trash before last year. SummerSlam two was doing one point eight, one point seven million. Rock, uh, Roman Reigns came back. SmackDown now does two million, one point nine, two point one, one point nine million, and is now, in my opinion, for the past year, has been the best wrestling show on TV. So. To me, I think I, I think that qualifies as moving the needle. Now, what would happen if CM Punk came back to SmackDown? I have no idea. I we can't, and unfortunately, we'll never know. I say unfortunately because, to be quite honest, the match I want to see now, the matchup I actually want to see for CM Punk more than any other matchup is CM Punk versus Roman Reigns, which unfortunately we'll never get. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a situation where you know, like I've said before, I still I mean Roman, look especially for CM Punk. Yeah, he doesn't have the the power, the drawing power, or even the, he wasn't around for as long as Cena. He wasn't even around for as long as Rock. He just wasn't. And he certainly wasn't in the top spot for nearly as long. And when he was put in the top spot, guess what? They never put him in the fucking main event. <laughs> like, so, so again, when people are like, oh yeah, no, again, you can do everything that you can to get yourself over and be the biggest draw on the card. But if Vince still says, no, your second match or you're right before the John Cena match is nothing that you can do about that because people can sit there and say, well, why wasn't he put in the main event? Because Vince just said, no, we're going to have Cena on last. You can easily change that. You can easily put CM Punk in the main event. John Cena still on the card. The thing will still sell just fine. It was a decision and a choice that they made because John Cena was more of a company man. And he was going to fall more in line. And that's all fine, well, and good. As it relates to Roman, I, nah, he just, he's just, he's, he's not that, he's not that guy. And that's okay. Not many people are, but he is not, he is, he's not, uh, he, 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 again, he does not move that needle to me thus far. He could, he could in the future. I highly doubt it, but he could. I'm not going to take that through a promo. Again, I don't think he's as good as a promo as CM Punk. Because, uh, again, it, it, you know, talking about in their primes, 
Um, I don't think he's as good of a promo as CM Punk is. I think in the ring, they're com- at this point, they're comparable. Absolutely. I, would, um, I wouldn't do that because he has good. That's disrespectful to CM Punk, given his ROH stuff, given, you know, he's, he's, he's his body of work still to this day. is It's something that Roman will be hard you pressed think- to touch be, be, because of because of its impact. Number one, because of the time period and the fact. And here's why I give CM Punk this over Roman Reigns. CM Punk was a was literally in terms. He was a part of an era he was in the Daniel Bryan, the AJ Styles era, like that James Gibson, all of these uh, uh, Austin Aries. They were all the young. All of yes, like, uh, like this whole lineage of amazing workers and a ama- uh, uh, Chris Hero, uh, Colt Cabana when Colt was young, these amazing talents putting together these amazing professional wrestling matches that you at the time could not find anywhere else in North America. So he had too many classics before he even walked in the door of 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 wwe so i mean he's he's just a part of a rarefied air and he would and he still found a way to stand out to be compelling and to be excellent in ring against a lot of those guys who were athletically just superior to him (laughs) like just in in most every single way but it was it was his work rate his psychology his ability to sell and engage that put him to a place that i mean roman ain't seen yet he may get there uh, but it's going to be hard to do in that machine also because of the rarefied time that it was, you know, that's a time capsule issue to me. As a literary worker, I, I, he, he, and honestly, I, because Roman, again, was pretty green when he came on the scene and he started late again. CM Punk was self-taught. We didn't see those backyard wrestling, right? We kind of saw him at our age where he got to wrestle, as you said, some of the best talents and put on some of the best matches. So I don't think he will ever have the body of work in the ring, even with CM Punk being retired and quitting in his prime. I don't think Roman Reigns will have the body of work that CM Punk does. But I think right now, Roman Reigns, which is obviously, I think, in his prime as, as a ring wrestler, with his new kid, because now there's a lot more psychology is wrestling. Now he's like wrestling as a, as a character, right? And now he's a, one of the reasons why he's at the top of his game. I think now in the ring, he's, yes, as good as CM Punk in his prime. Again, in my humble opinion, maybe uh-huh. you would give CM Punk an edge in psychology and all that stuff, but I think Roman makes up for it being a better athlete and kind of just having a little bit of that smoother ring. By the way, one of the reasons why I like CM Punk was the fact that he was, quote-unquote, just a tiny bit sloppy. It looked like a real fight. I actually like that. To be honest with you about him, that was one of the reasons why he was my favorite back in the day. Uh, either way, yeah, I that is all to say this. I think the CM Punk Roman Reigns, uh, I'm enjoying it, man. It's for me, it's just fun. I don't think well, it's, it's, I don't it's, think it's, Roman it's, just it's, on Twitter, I think Joe Roman is stupid or or even crazy for saying that. Um, I'm, I, I think, excited. I I'm think, excited to see the match, and we're never gonna get that's all. I that's think, I think, I think Roman likes to say words because he works for a company and they ask him to say words, and that's fine. Again, I think I think it might be a one sided discussion because CM Punk doesn't appear to care. So it's like I think it's just kind of going to be a one sided discussion in that way. (laughs) The pipe bomb that made him such an incredibly compelling character. So when he said, I'm leaving, it resonated because all of a sudden you were like, that guy's leaving. That's not a good thing. So, I mean, yeah, you can be, and I say self-masturbatory, generally people are just saying words and being selfish. Now, Roman is being self-masturbatory. I don't think he's a selfish person, but in terms of just actual selfish people, no, they're, they're, they're Mil Mascaras over all of them. Uh, but Shawn Michaels, Triple H, they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, let's not even go into the territories where the bookers are the wrestlers. That's right, whole, right. I mean, Jeff right. Jarrett. Forgot Jeff Jarrett, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not, yeah, we, we can make a whole list, you know, we'll be here for way too long. The other reign of terror. That. 
Either way, let's uh, yeah, we can uh, let's move on to. I believe. Do, do, do you have anything else to say? Do you want to get another argument about? Uh, I, I feel like we we're good, but if you want, to, we can get into argument about labors of Jericho. If you want, to yes, do that. we should. We, we should? should. We should. Yeah, we to. All right. Well, because well, because and here's the thing. So of course, AEW. Hey, my fiance on... here, motherfucker. I can argue all day. Usually, I just let you go, and I'm like, fuck it. This isn't. I I ain't got nobody. Ain't nobody waiting for me. Let's go. AEW. I felt put on a very very uh, another good show um, that I enjoyed. I thought it was very very fun. Thought it was very very like. I, I mean, also just, enjoyed the show. They're they're putting together. Really they're putting together just good good wrestling. Um, they had a really fun tag match between, you know, Sting, Darby Allen and 2.0. Goodness gracious, man. I mean, I listen, I don't need to see Sting wrestle again. He is my favorite wrestler of all time. And every time I see him wrestle, I'm like, I don't need this. And then after the match, I'm like, I needed that. <laughs> so <laughs> it never fails. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was really cool. Watching a 62 year old guy go through a table and no sell it, you know, it's the stinger. So it like it, it, it's, it's really interesting to watch uh, this company treat him how WWE should have um, not saying that he needs to beat your top guy or whatever else. But he shouldn't lose every single fucking thing he does. Uh, but whatever self masturbatory people are going to do what they do. Right. Uh, I so, mean, again, I got it. <laughs> they wrong, he had two wrong, matches. You're wrong. You're one wrong. against Triple H and one, one for their for their world title. Yeah, and, and it, to try to defend the first I'm decision. <laughs> I'm not saying he should beat Seth Rollins. But I'm saying he should certainly beat Triple H when that's your new. He, he should beat Triple H. No doubt. Oh, no doubt. Goodness gracious. No doubt. Um, so there's that. I think the real bone of contention you have. And I thought they put together such a good show, I'll be honest with you, that I didn't even, I wasn't too emotionally invested in, in MJF versus Chris Jericho. Um, not, but I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be serviceable. I knew that. And they did such a good job of pacing the show that by the time you got to that point, it was a big deal to everyone in the audience and was a big deal to everyone in the crowd. And I feel like it went exactly as it should have gone. Um, when you are building a guy like MJF, when you are building your top heel, who you're like, you're ours, and this is what it's going to be, the top heel, who's a young punk piece of trash, there's no reason that he should ever be in the ring with these legends or these stars, and he wins. And he wins, and he wins, and he wins. And I think that this was a good uh, thing, and I think this was a good blow-off to their feud, because... It started with those two. The minute they had a discussion with one another, they did not like each other. They joined with one another. They have their breakup. You've had uh, the the pinnacle and and you know the inner circle trade their wins and losses, all this other stuff, and then they get to have their their blow off match. Although they did have a, a pay per view match that was heel versus heel, so with no one in the audience, so it wasn't really. It, it was only to then further the story they wanted to tell. Now, um, right now, realistically. Uh, no one is going to do for MJF what Chris did for MJF currently. No one's really going to do that. No one's going to be in a position to help him out that much. And the crowd was with it. They were fully on board. They were fully in, 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 you know, engrossed and ingrained. And then now it does a thing where it's like, what happens with Jericho? But it's clear that MJF is the better man. It does remind me of situations like when Wahoo McDaniel was the man and then Ric Flair all of a sudden be, like came out of nowhere and sort of became this guy 
but Wahoo was considered the toughest guy around. And then they went back and forth, but it was always Rick getting the upper hand on an established star on an established star, older shore. Could he move as well? Not really, but it was the fact of how you going to get past Wahoo and Rick needed that to get to the next level because in getting through Wahoo, it seemed feasible that Ric Flair could then have a chance of surviving against Harley race. So I think that in the lexicon of pro wrestling, this is the way in which that you do things. Also, and again, for the purposes of Jericho wanting to do different stuff, he get to, he got to have some crazy fucking matches. Well, you want to call him crazy? Uh, you you want to call him crazy? Even if they even I'll if they were bad, even if they even if they were bad, they were crazy. But he had a but I only match of his I really thoroughly disliked was the Hoovy match. Sure, you know I'm, I'm not a huge fan of giving Warlow now by uh, by courtesy of a 50 year old yeah. wrestling his fourth match in four weeks. But what they booked the, kind of yeah, if you're if you're gonna beat the if you're gonna beat the guy, he beat him in the right way. Sure, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but I but I do understand that. But thankfully, AEW does something that WWE doesn't do as well, is they don't know how to – AEW so far has shown they know how to really take care of wins and losses. So it won't hurt him in the long run because he's still going to be protected. He's still going to be put up there in that Maybe, upper maybe to, to most fans, AEW probably not. I mean, again, I've, I've – <sighs> Whatever this is going to get some heat. I think AEW fans will love anything that they put in front of them. To be quite honest with you, they have yet to show that they won't. To me, Warlords or I don't, I don't care about Warlords, man. Warlords so far is a monster who never wins. He's like kind of like the good criticism of Bray Wyatt was without the good promos. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm a monster. He looks like a monster, but then like every time there's a match that means worth anything, he fucking loses. Gets his ass kicked. He, he, no, he takes the. He doesn't get his ass kicked. He takes no, he the L. He take. He take. He take. He take. Listen, those Bray Wyatt losses were close too. He'll, but he'll, nobody, no, but no, everybody was no, still mad. No, they weren't. He took a jackhammer. It wasn't close. Um, I'm talking about during the first run. You know what I meant. He got, Stop. he got, he got RKO'd in 12 minutes. <laughs> that, that he got RKO'd in 12 minutes of run one WrestleMania. And then within three WrestleManias, he got RKO'd in six minutes. So, no, <laughs> this wasn't close at all. Um, but I think, yeah, right now, Wardlow is being used as the insurance policy that, when necessary, can eat a loss for the top heel, being MJF. Again, my, my whole thing about I, I I enjoyed the match. I hated the last 30 seconds uh, of the match. I hated that submission, boy, that I, I think I I haven't wrestled since high school, and I think I could have gotten out of that one. That submission looks like shit, boy. Uh, and also the whole the referees I'm looking so I can hit him with a bat, but I can't hit him with my special well, my finisher. It was yeah, a that weird was, thing that I was, didn't get. That was that was that was literally again, it was too it was to protect Chris, but I'm like in my brain I had the same reaction. Do what Moxley did. Use your finish. That's illegal. The ref can't see it. But Chris wasn't thinking. So now it's now he booked himself into a situation. He looked like a dummy and he made a mistake and it got him. So it's like, yeah, that's just what he's got to deal with. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and yeah, that's 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 just what it is. I mean, he, he looks like a dummy, which, again, uh, not, not the idea for a baby face. But hey, sometimes, hey, sometimes hey. you. Bro, listen, my favorite wrestler of all time is Sting. Sting. I know. <laughs> if you go back and look at some of the people oh, that man has trusted over over the decade. I mean, that was I mean, how many times do you trust with Flair? <laughs> uh, oh, every single time. <laughs> every single time. Like that was what the running gag about Sting. He's such a good guy. He'll forget the shitty thing that you did to him 20 minutes after you've done it. So it's like, you know, you'll have you know what I'm saying. With Chris Jericho's character, that's not really his character. He also, until like last week, he was also lied, cheating, and steal a heel. You know what I mean? So, but uh, overall, again, I enjoyed the match. I, I thought the, the 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 entire card was great. It was just actually a lot of really good wrestling, man. Hey, listen, 
Sean Spears, I talk a lot of shit about you. You put on a hell of a match with Sammy Guevara, like I said you would, which is why you should have done the whole storyline with labors of Sammy Guevara instead of Jericho. No, because Sammy, no, Sammy couldn't do that. Sammy, Sammy doesn't have Sammy, the name. No, Fair. he doesn't. He doesn't have the name, and I don't think he's the worker yet. I just don't. I think Sammy he, does hey, a lot of things. I hey, think that Sammy Guevara Sean Spears match was better than any of them labors of Jericho. No, agreed, one hundred percent. But you know, Sammy's younger. He's going to get there. I don't think he sells well, but he'll get there. Like, right, right. Just, That's you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's just some things. Like, you again, do you sell in the moment or do you sell the match? Are Fair. are you like Sammy? Fair. Are you like Roman? No, you just sell the moment and then it's over. Like, it's stupid. <laughs> That's right. Did you just put Sammy? I love that you put, yeah, you're you are the pot shot king, bro. You just put Roman Reigns and Sammy Guevara on the same. And I'm level. not. And I guess what? And I wasn't wrong. You were so listen, wrong. And, you and, and, so here's, wrong. and here's the so funny thing. I tell people. I I just said in the last podcast about how good Roman was. I did say that. I I brought I broke down specific things that he does really well. Selling isn't one of them. Same thing with Sammy. Sammy's actually worse. Sammy Guevara is actually worse. That's all. That's all. I just wanted to hear that. That's all. That's the part I want to hear. Um, but yeah, no, I thought though, again, um, Young Bucks had a match I liked. I enjoyed yeah. it. I thought that was because it was Jurassic Express, baby. Oh, it's so Jungle fun. Boy. It's Jungle so Boy, baby. They're, they're so, so good. fun. Yeah. Go, 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 listen, Luchas Rose, once he gets, uh, he's still green, but yeah. man, there's money to be made with that wrestling dinosaur. It, isn't it? Let's isn't it? Go. Bro, the, not only the merch you can. I'm, I am. I'm all in. I'm 100% oh, I'm, 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 I'm there. On, I'm there. Yeah. I'm 100%. If Luchas Rose ever learns how to like really go. That he, yeah. he'll be my favorite guy in the world. Thunder yep. Rosa had a fun match with Penelope Ford. Nothing, not, not one of her best. I think Penelope is pretty green, but yeah, um, you know, fun match. And then uh, yeah, as you mentioned, this this thing match. I love the fact that listen, one thing I'll give AW Pros when the difference between AW and WWE is if Sting wrestle if the if somehow WWE end up in TNT and they had Sting wrestling for the first time in 20 years on the station. That's a pay-per-view. That's what we're building the whole they, thing about. They, they we're holding this such. off. We're not giving it away on TV. We're not. But, but they, listen, AW was like, no, not only you're wrestling, but we're going to shine a spotlight on this brand new team that just came over here. Yeah. And that's, and that's one thing AW does that I commend them for. They don't hold off anything and they don't see, not everything has to be the super big main event because yeah. they have main events. They have main events. And also they're, and there's the beauty of when you don't do monthly pay-per-views or sometimes two pay-per-views a month. It's like, no, we have to give you. So we can, so they're, it's incumbent upon them to make their TV as special as it needs to be as often as possible because they don't have a pay-per-view at the end of the month to, to bank on. Oh, we'll just blow it off then because what you're seeing now, even with the E, they have all those. It doesn't mean anything. So many times, you'll like literally there are people that I know who stop watching after SummerSlam and tune back in during Royal Rumble. Cause they're like they're just gonna give me filler TV, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and there's truth that. Yeah, listen, even I get I I have said SmackDown for me is my favorite show in the week right now. They do a lot of rematches. They do, and it's again I enjoy them because I enjoy the characters and the the small developments. But if you were you know one, if you just like not watching it that closely, maybe. And two, even if you are like I totally understand not wanting to see uh, Nakamura versus um, Baron Corbin six times in six right. weeks. Right. You know, I, mean, I get it. I yeah. enjoyed those six matches and I enjoyed the development and, you know, watching, you know, one big get built up and all of the commoners and new entries, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I get it. And, and yeah, so even for me, some of who's, yeah, what AW does make each and every show feel special, I, you have to give them props for. Yeah. So with that in mind, now let's move on to the E. They do have two major shows coming up. Uh, this weekend, we have SummerSlam followed by NXT TakeOver for the first time. I think the the order of things is reversed. Usually, the takeover will be on Saturdays and SummerSlam on Sunday. 
That being said, so Drew, how excited are you for this year's SummerSlam? Oh man, I, I wish uh, you know I, I wish I could just pull up a Howl of the Dawn meme. It says I'm not excited. Not uh, even not at all. Not uh, even uh, here's here's here's, and I'll tell you the matches that I am excited for though. Let's but go. On a whole, but on a whole, like no, I mean my excitement's a little low, and uh, I, I'll go into why. But I am excited for Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Uh, with Sasha being a clear heel. I am excited for Edge versus Seth Rollins. I am excited for Sheamus uh, versus Damian Priest. I am excited for Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal, actually. I think I think they'll surprise some people, even if it doesn't get a whole lot of time. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, um, yeah, so long as Bobby Lashley wins, then that's fine. But I, th- I think, unfortunately... Hey, bro, right, that's four matches. That ain't bad. Yeah, that's four matches. So I think, unfortunately for me, the thing about it is I think that they have put uh, too much on certain things. And I wish they would have sort of spread out the love more evenly. Um, And I don't think that they did. But I understand from their perspective, the match that's going to sell this pay-per-view was Roman Reigns versus John Cena. So that's where their thought process went in. That's where a lot of their attention went in. That's where their energy went in. That is all fine, well, and good. They have five hours of national television. So the fact that some like, you know, I and I know they did the best that they could with Nikki uh, A.S.H. I don't I don't think it's working. I don't think. Well, I don't. Let me rephrase. I think mm-hmm. that they gave it the time. They've given it the time on TV. I don't think it's working. I don't think they know what to do with Imagine it. Imagine if they gave it some direction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was really. Um, I, I, so I can't be excited about that. There's no, I'm not excited about Alexa Bliss versus, you know, Ava Marie. Uh, I'm not excited about RK Bro versus AJ Styles. Now you're just saying things to make me feel upset. No, I know. I, well, I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm not saying it's not going to be good. Here, here's the thing. And also for the listeners, just because I say I'm not excited doesn't mean I don't think it won't be good. I'm just saying I don't feel the feelings that people oh, it's summer. We're so like, you know, on Twitter. No, no, no. RK Bro specifically, man. RK Bro, that's the new national favorite uh, storyline. I mean, yeah, it's cool. And then we're going to see what happens. Like, I just so I, 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 I just don't think that they've. Uh, I'm not saying that every single story they have to tell should be presented in a in a in a in a in a, in a thoughtful manner with direction, but I am saying it certainly helps when you do do that. Sure. No, and then they haven't and they haven't done that across the board almost. I, I agree with you for the most part. I'm I'm more curious about McIntyre versus Gender just because again the, the build to it hasn't been. You could have done better. I mean, I think, you know, for all the workshop promos happening on SmackDown, that this feud really could have used some more workshop stuff about, hey, we went 3MB. Papam, you won the title before me. Like, they could have, you know, had a conversation. But, you know, you won the title, but your run sucked. My, my run was actually good. And, and then it was about a sword, baby. And it was about a sword. Exactly. Like, uh, bro, like that, that, that was just silly. Even though I enjoyed it. That even like it's cool. Like I've never seen a motherfucker stab so tr- yeah. or you know uh, threaten to stab somebody with a real sword on live television before and that get was and get a pop for it. <laughs> yeah, Drew, well, Drew McIntyre. Drew right. McIntyre got over a sword and then threatened to stab brown people with it, and it got over. I, hey. I'm just, so hey, man, I, talent, talent is talent. Talent as is American talent. As apple pie. Yep, talent is talent, baby. <laughs> no, listen, I'm, I'm but yeah, the few could I'm so excited to see what they can do in the ring though. Um I'm hoping it's not a squash. I think gender is better. I think um, gender will get the win. I think gender gets the you, gotta, so, you have man. to because you have to keep it going. You gotta give McIntyre right. something to do. 
Yeah, and maybe, and maybe and maybe get into the workshop storyline maybe next month. Yeah. You know, maybe once seeing Roman is out the way, okay, we can do this, that thing here. Uh Goldberg uh last time. Actually, I'm yeah, I'm gonna get killed for this. I I thought Goldberg's promos were good. Yeah. They yeah. were terrible. He's not oh. I don't know, I feel like everybody hates Goldberg so much for understandable reasons. He just you know, he ended one of the best careers of all time. Prematurely, yeah. uh, and also another 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 self masturbatory performer. Right, very much so, so very too. much so. Guy yeah. really believes his own bullshit more than anybody else. Yeah, um, but uh, I, I I enjoy his promos, man. Like I kind of low key enjoying the the build to the dispute. If it wasn't Goldberg, I just thought we were only getting a five minute match, which is fine. Yeah, which is fine as long as Bobby as wins. As I'm on the same boat as you. Fact. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I I didn't hate it. I didn't hate what he did. The thing because it was honest. It was genuine. It seemed to make sense. And, you know, you could tell it was him saying it. So it, it didn't sound totally forced. So, yeah, the promos were fine. Uh, Nikki Ash and, Rip- and Rhea Ripley, like I said, I thought I enjoy all three of them as a uh, singularity. Uh, I think I like what they're doing, you know, in, in, in the solo promos, moments backstage, etc. Their characters. Uh, the, the feud has no direction. I don't know what the fuck is happening every week. I don't think they I think it's I don't know. And for something to get so much TV time, like that's the, the time that I really should have spent elsewhere. Yeah, uh, they kind of, they kind of, they shit the bet on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know like, I'm assuming Nikki Ash retains, but I, I, I could not give a shit less, to be honest with you. And, and it, which sucks. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I know you hate Charlotte, but I, I'm a fan of all three of them, to be honest with you. I think they're all very talented. I think there is just, there's a story you can tell here. And they uh, dropped the ball big time. So they stay uh, doing Rhea Ripley dirty out here, man. They yeah, stay doing. They stay well, doing. she won, she beat Nikki Ash, but I don't know what that means. I don't know. Doesn't everybody beats anything. everybody randomly. It's, right. It's, well, it's it's 50-50. It's 50-50, but yeah. you beat me, I got to come back. And then we got to have the blow-off match, even though we fought six times already and we're three and three. And this was like, yo, this is not the NBA finals, bro. This is not <laughs> is everything. Like, WWE, like, they, unfortunately, for some of these things, they do, these motherfuckers, you know, like, Chris Benoit and 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 Booker T had an amazing run mm-hmm. for the TV title in WCW, then tried to replicate it in WWE with the U.S. title. Unfortunately, Booker was older. He got, he was banged up. But um, Seamus, Seamus and Cesaro had a Cesaro great, had a great seven. Magnum T.A. and Nikita Koloff, you know, for the for the U.S. title back in the 80s. But there was a point to it. WWE, these motherfuckers will unintentionally give you a best of seven series before you even get to the pay-per-view. Hey. And, and Baron, so, Baron Nakamura had a point to it. At yeah, least it was a crown involved. You just exactly. did it. No, no, you yeah, just, they, they can do it. Exactly. They can't, but it's like, bro, I don't, I just don't. And it's a shame because I like Nikki. I, I like Rhea Ripley. Um, Charlotte is going to be hired for a long time, so she'll be there too and everything. But it's just like, it's, it's just one of the, even, but even it does a disservice to her. <laughs> like, it's like, it even does. And I know how they, I know how they book her. She's their top. She's one of their top girls. You know, she's one of their top women wrestlers. She's one of their top wrestlers in the entire company. Uh, and the, but the storyline is so bad. It's just so bad that it's just the, the, the direction of it is bad. All of it is bad. And you can tell that the people are learning to emotionally divest from Nikki A.S.H. with every week that passes because they're not presenting it well. Yeah, because you gave us no reason to be invested in it. Um, let's cover the vaccine matches together. I I am very excited for it, bro. I think, honestly, again, every few years or so, there's a there's an entertaining duo that has to carry Raw on its back, it seems like. Last year, it was the golden role models. A few years back, of course, we had... Um, 
uh, Chris Jericho and uh, Kevin Owens carrying Raw on their backs. And now, for my, I mean, I think I actually Raw was pretty decent past two weeks. For Raw, it's not. It's still one of the, the probably the worst show of the big ones on TV. But the through line of RK Bro made it a much better show. And I think this is the, the culmination of it. I think they, uh, I think we're going to see Randy Orton hit uh, uh, RKO on almost Omos, sorry. And, uh, and the RK Bro are going to be your new tag team champions to a massive pop. And uh, in Vegas, yeah, I, I hope, I hope, I hope Omas does not eat an RKO. Omas, you stay. If there's actually money to be made with the guy, then you're gonna want to hold off on that. But I could see them blowing their load. Uh, I think the match will be fun because for what AJ and Omas have worked well together. AJ's just that good. <laughs> AJ's one of those guys. He's just like, okay, I figured out your little system. Chris Jericho helped me out a great deal, so now I know how this whole deal works. I can make anything work that you guys give me. And he's, he's proven that time and time again. Uh, so they've been really fun to watch as a team because you know how the match is going to go, but it's like, how do they get out of this one? Uh, and, you know, Orton and, and Riddle have tremendous chemistry and all that. It's, it's funny and fun to watch. And, uh, you know, we'll probably have new tag team champions. Probably. Hey, while we're talking about good matches, again, Riddle and uh, AJ Styles put on a, a banger on Raw. Yep. Yep, he, so, I just mean, give him a shout out too, bro. Here's you see, and that's the thing. Here's how good AJ is, bro. AJ doing this in his forties, bro. Crazy. It it can be argued that it can be argued that AJ's maybe eighty five or ninety percent of what he was ten years ago, mm-hmm. which is still better than like ninety nine percent of the mother on the planet. Like that. Like for for historical purposes. Oh my God, how good AJ Styles is. Oh yeah, like, just got a god. The man is a god of wrestling. Yeah, Absolutely. he's up there. He's yeah. on the list. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. man. Definitely. Uh, and speaking of, man, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, uh, are they're facing uh, the Usos. Speaking of gods yeah. of wrestling, man, Rey Mysterio and his son are uh, uh, challenging the Usos to get their tag team titles back. Again, I've been enjoying this little story. I think it got a little bit, they're a little bit in the background. We're not seeing the Usos uh, be as close with Roman as we have in the past, but I'll actually like it. I think, you know, let them breathe for a little bit. Um, and or maybe it's because they'll make a run in, in the main event. We shall see. Um, but who do you have winning? What do you think of the feud so far? I think Usos retain. I see more dissension, more light dissension happening between Dominic and Ray. Um, I don't think, uh, I think, I think that family runs SmackDown for quite some time. So I think I don't see them losing right away. And I, I think the moment that they do lose, the titles in a very definitive fashion that's going to kind of spend spell the end of that the the head of the table arc uh but that won't be for a long while i think ray and dominic appear to have a story to tell which is interesting and uh i i look forward to see to see what happens with it but i don't see the usos losing bro i am so hoping that dominic i mean again ray and there's no common ray ray can speaking of people who can still go somehow Ray can still oh, go ray man ray's in his 40s too right yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's in his 40s he's what goodness i think ray's in his late 40s at this point after all them knee surgeries i mean ray mysterio was getting that knee you know he was getting his knee touched up in wcw when he was in his 20s so now you're dealing with the ray mysterio who's 46 years old turns 47 yeah. in december and has been able to, again, he's he's one of those guys. I mean, Bret Hart said it accurately. Like, that guy's one of the best that's ever done it. Because uh, you still go back and watch his matches uh, in the WCW days. They stand out. They stand out tremendously. Um, it still holds up against a lot of the stuff that you're seeing now. And in some respects, looks way better. Um, and as the injuries piled on, the guy was able to modify his style, 
and and stay current and stay hip and stay unique and fresh with it at the same time. So yeah, Ray's amazing. Ray is just Ray is absolutely amazing. I worry every time he wrestles, but he's amazing. Same. Yeah. Well, look, if if and again, I'm not saying he has to. This is not a comment on his wrestling, but if he is contemplating retirement, um, boy, oh boy, would I love to see his son retire him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, why not? And you want to build a new heel, give him some new blood. You have there's your chance right here, man. And maybe this is uh, you know, again, as you said, we've been seeing dissension between them two. So, um, I would, I would give that some time because you know, Dominic. Wait, wait till WrestleMania. You yeah. give it, give it six months. That's yeah. a six month story if you're going to tell it properly. Yeah, give it give it some time because there's a real there's a real emotional arc there. And, you know, Dominic was sort of birthed in the Thunderdome. So he's just now he, like he was kind of like he's been everybody's baby. You know, I remember being a kid watching Eddie and him, Eddie and Ray fight over the cut, that, that crazy ass storyline. But he was a baby. So we've always kind of known this kid. And now we're, he's like he's like a grown man like the rest of us before our very, very eyes. Um, so I think, yeah, if they could extend whatever they choose to do, if they could extend it to mania, there will be a huge emotional arc. It, it just, it just will be, it'll be massive. Absolutely. Um, I'll let some bliss out Marie. Do we, when you do, 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 I would uh, nothing. Yeah. Same, you know, and, and right. again, and again, that's not, again, it's very important. This is not a diss on Alexa bliss. It's not even a diss on Eva Maria. I don't think she's really good in the ring, but that's not really the point, obviously. Uh, but that's not a knock on her. Not everyone's going to be like Luthez in there is fine. Um, but I mean, yeah, this, uh, you know, it gives Alexa something to do, which I think is very, very important. And I do think that since you can do a lot with Alexa bliss, you kind of, but who knows how long she'll want to be around. Um, you got to get everything that you can get out of her right now. Uh, it seems like she enjoys what she's doing. Um, and that's the most important thing. <laughs> At least she's having fun out there. Yes. Um, uh, Bobby Lashley Goldberg. I think we both covered it. That's yeah. uh, who got Lashley winning. I think. Yeah, please. Yeah, please, please God. Oh, please God. Yeah, Seamus Damien Priest. Uh, I think I don't know. I kind of it, it's been good. It's been a solid build. I kind of want to see a little bit more. So maybe, but I, I think they pulled the trigger. I wish they would extend it I, and make I, it a bigger deal. But I think Damien Priest is going over. I think they should pull the trigger immediately. Priest holds it for a couple months, drops it back to Sheamus. They blow off in a in a big town with a ladder match, and Priest wins. But they should pull the trigger tonight, or not tonight. I'm sorry, on Saturday they should pull the trigger because Sheamus can bounce back from it very, very oh, easily. Yeah. You do not want a guy who with that type of size, with that type of like, I mean, to me, I mean, the guy's like, he's like Razor Ramon 2.0, but actually, you know, of Latin heritage. So it's like, you can actually do a lot with the guy and he's got great size. Uh, the stuff that he lo does that looks really, really good. He can talk. Uh, pull the trigger now. You don't want your, your this big dude who just came up from NXT to be a first-time loser. Have him cash in, win at SummerSlam in front of that crowd. You can always take the thing off of him. It, it's but it's making the proper impression. I agree with that. It's just a few. And actually, I've been enjoying it. I just don't. Again, it's like in direction a little bit. Even though the segments have been entertaining, I'm just trying to figure out how to do this. Uh, Miz and John Morrison. Where do they fit in in here? Because that's kind of been like. They've been tied into the storyline, yeah. so I'm not sure if, what's going to happen with them. Hey. I mean, I'm, clearly they're going for Miz versus John Morrison thing, which I'm excited about. I think yeah. it's actually a good idea, but hey. I just don't know how they fit in. Listen, you, but you, you, you put Johnny Drip Drip wherever he want to be put, okay? And the drip going to happen, okay? And the tickets will be sold and the money will be made. So wherever Drip Drip goes, Miz will go, 
and then it will be excellent. We will see. Speaking of the drip, we got the match. I think maybe, man, honestly, the best promos of, of any of any uh, few here, man. Two of the best promos in the world. Yes, I said it. They're both up there. Edge versus Seth Rollins are having a match. Who you have winning and why? I think Edge needs to win. Um, he he that because it's just like uh, he's just been aside from the Royal Rumble deal. He's just been a perennial loser. So mm -hmm. to keep that character fresh. And, and of course, we all know he should be champion that that they're doing a good job of presenting the fact that had it not been for Seth Rollins, Edge would be the champion. It's very important that you do that again because you need to give the baby face an out. So when so even when Roman will talk about all the names he's put down, if and when he does bring up Edge, we all know that there's an asterisk to that because of how they have presented this feud. Uh, I think it'll be a very good match, I think. And again, I think uh, Edge is... Excellent. Seth has become very, very excellent as well. I think they'll put on a great competition. I think the psychology around it will be pretty sharp. And um, I, I, I got Edge uh, taking the win here. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I again, I think Seth can, can he, is, he is a heel. He can bounce back still. He's still at the top of the card. Uh, the only reason you put Seth over is if Seth is the next challenge in the title. And then you don't even need to do that, to be honest with you. Maybe you do the old school thing, right? You put Edge over, then you do number one contenders match and have Seth win. Yeah, do what they do. It's like, yeah, have Edge win, have a number one contenders match, make it a triple threat, <laughs> then get yourself oh, out yeah. of it that way. Bell Royal, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think I do think Edge can actually can. If if anybody needs to, no, we, I mean they're both such big names and they're both such so good on the mic. Uh, they can both afford it, but I do think Edge kind of needs it more. Um, just because again, he he is coming off a loss, as you said. Um, so yeah, so I got Edge as well. I think this will be the match of the night, man. I am extremely excited for it. I'll, again, all those promo segments, the the Ed, the the Seth Rollins propaganda video, it just everything has been tremendous. This is. For uh, this is how you build a, a feud that's not like your main main feud. You know, I mean, it hasn't been. We so with exception of one attack, I don't even think they got too physical, right? With they haven't done. Yeah, they've they they've they've done a lot while by doing very little, which is exactly. Good. Um, and then we got our two main events. I would say both from SmackDown side. Uh, one we have Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks in the WrestleMania rematch. Uh, I mean, I think they they have to keep it on Bianca, right? I don't think that there is a wrong answer. I do think at the same time, sometimes it looks better when the baby face is chasing. My only concern is that with WWE, especially within the women's division, they seem almost intent on not having a marquee player whose name is not Charlotte Flair. So they like to sort of flip flop and fly with the names and they need to just acknowledge the fact that Bianca is who you can build your, you know, that division around as your top baby face. Um, so I would like, I, there's, there's not going to be a, an outcome that I'm mad about, right? Doesn't matter that much, but the idea of Bianca chasing Sasha again, seems fun to me. Um, uh, and I would be for it, but I, but this, this company plays musical chairs with who they think the top woman in a division should be. So taking the title off of her, I, I think would, it would concern me. Cause I'd be like, okay, well then are they done with their shiny new toy? Like, are they onto another toy? Because that's how they do a lot of things. I just don't see who else. I, I really cannot think of another over babyface uh, woman in the, on SmackDown right now. So I don't know who else would you even. But yeah, you well, know, I do think you're right. I do think that's a story. Not, not having thought about it, because Sasha Banks just got a pair of new heaters. I do think maybe this version of Sasha Banks gets the talent and actually holds on to it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, so 
we will see though. But yeah, you're right. Again, another match that could absolutely be the match of the night. Um, and then again, a build that both me and you enjoyed. And now, which brings us to our main event. We got Roman Reigns, we got John Cena. I think I like the feud. I'm excited to see what they can do. I just I recently rewatched their No Mercy match. I thought it was pretty good. They had a, a, a crowd that they gave them a lot of shit, and they I thought they did a good job getting the crowd back on their side, getting the crowd back involved. And I thought the match was pretty Until that fucking finish. <laughs> Until that fucking finish. The finish was not good. Hey, God hey, damn, hey. what a shit I, I'm, match I'm that gonna, was. Listen, I'm not going to criticize uh, the, the AEW finish without criticizing this one. The finish was pretty that shitty. Uh, so hopefully stunk. they'll come up with a better finish. And uh, But I think the crowd is going to be much more into it. And I think this is gonna, we're going to get a better match as well. Yeah, I I, I think I think uh, I think the crowd... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the match will be fine. I think I think they'll do cool stuff. Um, I think it has to be better than the No Mercy match. It just has to be. It just has to be better than No because that match, like that No Mercy match, was literally like like Vince like pulling his dick out and like peeing on the audience. It was it was the shits, bro. Um, that old finish was the total shits. Uh, and like the three minutes that led up to it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be much better. It'll it'll be much much better, and uh, you know Roman will get the win. I'm yeah. excited for that. We, you know we're gonna have some close. I mean, obviously it's gonna be the whole point is Cena's gonna stick around. He's gonna hit the, the adjustment of Norway. He's gonna have some roll ups, and we'll see if they see if they'll be enough for a pin. I don't think they will be. I think we will get some really cool. Roman kicks out of everything. I think we we'll get puts yeah. John to sleep. <laughs> I think so too. I think this is how it ends. This is how yep. it should end. Yeah. Uh, to be quite honest. Um. And yeah, and this is your SummerSlam preview. Uh, one more question, just something I thought of. Um, what do you think about? Are you personally okay with? They don't have uh, Finn Balor, who recently came back on the main roster, is now on the card. Uh, IC Championship, which again recently switched hands, is now on the card. Big E, your Money in the Bank guy, is now on the card. Uh, Baron Corbin, who's been doing great work, is now on the card. Um, but there's, but there's everybody, everybody I mentioned is on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, but there's, pla- there's places for all of them should mm-hmm. they choose to be used. It's a shame that they're not advertised. It's a shame that they don't have a formal match. Yes, I agree 100%. Probably a lot of that is due to time because I know that SummerSlam this year is starting earlier because they have to have some sort of hard out because of boxing. So it may be because of that. Um, but uh, I'm sure they'll be used and we'll we'll see what they choose to do. I mean, that's, that's, that's really all I can say. I mean, again, I, I just... You know, if they choose to do nothing, it would not be surprising. If they choose to do something that's cool, that's also nice as well. But with them, it, it can be a little tricky to say. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Again, we do have 10 matches in the card. Maybe you can place uh, again. But, but oh, again, yeah, like, Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie. I can't why you feature her. She sells merch. You can't. Yeah. What, what can you do? Um, yeah, so this is the SummerSlam card. Let's now move on to the, again, I am very excited for TakeOver. I always am. By God, if I'm the last person, the last NXT fan left standing, uh, I am still very excited for takeovers. And uh, this year is no different. I think the card is pretty fucking stacked at only five ma- at six matches now. Uh, they've added one more. Let's actually talk about that one. So, yeah, they added one quick match. I think I know the outcome. I'm actually pretty excited. It's, it's two really good workers. They got Trey Baxter, uh, a high fly who was recently featured in the Breakthrough Tournament. Uh, I think lost in the second round versus Rich Holland, uh, a rugby player who was getting a, a pretty big push last year before he broke his leg, recently came back. Uh, I think we all know who's going to win. Uh, the hard man. 
Yeah. Rage about guy. to put Rage about to put a put, put some hurt on the on 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 this poor boy. And it will be glorious. He likes to smash man. He's going to smash him. He is. I, I think so as well. Then we got Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. What will be, I'm calling it, it will be the best match we'll see this whole entire week. Uh, at I, the very least. I will say this. Uh, Ilya Dragunov, I really like his in-ring stuff. I hate his entrance. Uh, yeah, you, know, you know it's the I, Soviet anthem, right? I know it is. I hate the. I hate that. It's not because should, of the anthem. It's the Russian anthem. It's, it's, it's the. It's this whole thing that I hate it. I hate oh, it. the symphony. You don't like the symphony. Yeah, I don't like. The, I don't like this. But, well, here's why. Here's why though. There's no one there, so it's like. But I. <laughs> there's no one. I mean, you're at the Capitol Wrestling Center, but it's all. Everyone's closed off. There's a fence behind it and everything for safety purposes, which I do appreciate. I. I. I will say this. Uh, had they been in full sale, which, you know, they've severed that partnership, so that won't be a thing anymore. But had they been in full sale or a proper audience, and I probably would have marked, I'd probably love it because I would get to see the, I'd do it too. And, uh, you know, I, I, but it just didn't get to translate with me. So I, I can acknowledge that about myself. I think they'll have a great match. I think they should pull the trigger. Um, and, you know, and uh, it doesn't have to be for a long time, but Volter's had it for a very long time. Did, the, did you see the, his match against Roderick Strong this week? Yes. And I saw what did you say about you said it was like watching Angle and Benoit. That's right. That's don't what it reminds me of. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, man. It's that don't good. That. I, I stand by no. those words. No, the, because the, neither because neither Roderick Strong the intensity, is the combination of in ring technique that both men possess and and the uh, the in ring uh the intensity that both have so intense and so technically sound. Neither one are comparable to Angle or Benoit. They are I mean, very they did good, have though. the same time or the build that they to have, but I'm not talking about it. it's like their best match at Royal Rumble. Or no, three. no, but like it, I think it's comparable to some random match that would have a SmackDown. Absolutely, I, I do I stand by that. Uh, uh, and you're you're entitled to be wrong, uh, but yes, I mean, and I love Roddy, I love Roddy. He'll just, he's just that's not that's not him, uh, but he's the best that he's ever been, which is to say he's one of the better people in that entire company in ring, bell to bell. I do Roddy for my money, man. I've seen him in Ring of Honor, man. Uh, I got to see him back in the day in the 2300 arena before I moved out to New York. I, I Roddy is as good as anybody, bro. Yeah, he's, I put yeah, him on the as, as a wrestler, bro. Uh -huh. Like, he is up he's there. Excellent. He's that's why I said he's, he's as good as anyone that they have on the roster currently. Bell you don't to think bell. he's up there with you? Don't think he's up there with Angle and Benoit? No, not many people are. I, that's ring, not even that's a ring. In no, no, bro, no, bro. I, would, you say, I, would you say AJ Styles is up there with them? Is AJ Styles up with Angle yeah. and Benoit? Yeah. See, yeah. I, Angles, I, Angles even sat there and said, "Yeah, that dude, he's right there. <laughs> he was like, he's as good as Shawn again, Michaels it, it, is." It's, it's a little hard to compare because, again, those big twenty-minute classic matches that, that are main events, Roddy's never been in that category, so it's a little bit hard to put him up there. But just as far as having all the the technique, the selling, the intensity, the cool moveset, blah blah blah. I think he's up there, man. I, I generally, well, he's, do. I he's generally up there. do. I don't think I don't think he sells as well as them dudes, but okay. he's up there. He's up there. Uh, you know who does though? Ilya, my guy Dragunov. That yeah. dude. If I do not know if there's anybody in the world who I believe is in is in pain like Dragunov, that yeah, dude got, can sell some, a beating. He's got some good Ricky Morton selling to him, like he's like you're killing this, or like uh like Morton, like you're killing him. You're just <laughs> murdering this poor man. Which is why him versus Walter was so good the first time, and, and I think it would be incredible one yet again. They're just fucking made to do because one guy, everything he does looks like it hurts, and yeah. the other guy, everything you do to him looks like you're killing him. So yeah. it's it's a great pair. Yeah. Um. Next up, we have uh, L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes. 
for the Million Dollar Championship. If Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase must become uh, LA Knight's balder. I think we give Cameron Grimes the win now. Yeah, I think Grimes gets the win. I don't see LA Knight being long for this NXT world, um, which is scary because like, I'd like for him to be because I'm afraid of Vince getting a look at him, although Vince should love him. I mean, the guy he looks like a million. We say the same thing about EC3, though. Exactly. So. guy looks like a million bucks, but who knows? And can cut a hell of a promo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a great promo. Um, so, but but who knows? But he's a star. And you have to, you know, he's 38, so you want to cash in now. Uh, but it, and also, you know, Cameron's just, Cameron's also a star. He's been doing great work. Uh, but yeah, I think Cameron gets the million dollar championship. Uh, also, shouts the million dollar championship because it's relevant and it's being defended. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, man. And like I said, NXT booking has been really, really good, man. I I generally enjoy everything they've been doing, especially with all these feuds, man. Um, I think I don't know. Recently, I, this, this is silly, and I and I and, I, and I'm sorry to bring random internet stuff into our into our sacred podcast but i saw i saw a poll asking who is the best female champion currently and uh brie baker dmd won in the runaway and i'm like you guys are just killing me here with this first of all there's bianca belair second there is raquel gonzalez who's just absolutely killing it as as a champion and now she is in a in a, in a very good storyline which we all knew was going to happen sooner or later you know kind of your uh diesel versus um Shawn Michaels, uh, but the female version, and if Diesel was a better wrestler at the time, uh, Raquel Gonzalez was Dakota Kai for the women's championship. New NXT women's champion, Dakota Kai. Say it now. She turned on her best friend, uh, did very much the, you know, the, like, it's kind of like Diesel and, and Shawn. Diesel wins the title, you know, and, and Shawn, you know, they had broken up beforehand or whatever, whatever. I mean, Dakota kind of has to win, you know, she should do, she should cheat bring some people in, help her out, get some heaters, all that stuff, because, you know, that's that kind of justifies this thing that she did. So uh, Dakota Kai can lose it or can win it. Raquel doesn't need it for a long run and she can always get it back in theory. So, yeah, I think I think they'll have a fun piece of business. I think so, too. And again, I wouldn't be surprised because, like I said, SmackDown division is pretty thin right now. So. Uh, I know they have Tony Storm on SmackDown. Uh, they can do something with her, but maybe Raquel will join her on SmackDown. And again, she is she is somebody who looks like she belongs on the main roster. So I uh, would not be surprised if she drops it to the Kai in this match. Uh, next up, we have for the NXT Championship, we have Karrion Cross, who's already on the main roster against Samoa Joe. I Again, another really well-built match, even though I would say the well-built part was mostly on Samoa Joe's part. You know, he'll come back as an enforcer. Um kind of acting past this point, William Regal reinstating him as a full-time competitor. I'm very, and again, I do think it's a little, it's, it, 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 it shouldn't matter because I'm still enjoying it, but I do think it's, it's a little upsetting that, you know, NXT isn't as hip as it used to be because I think Samoa Joe returning to the ring for the first time in uh, damn near two years should be a bigger deal than it's being treated as. Um, but uh, fuck the rest of you. I'm excited. So yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's a shame that the guy, you know, this should be like kind of like a triumphant story of a guy coming back and all this other stuff. But they've done such a great job of gutting NXT. I mean, within two months, within eight weeks, they've done such a good job. And NXT was already suffering at the outset of the pandemic. I, I don't think any show suffered more, quite frankly. Um, and they've been kind of hobbling along ever since while still creating really cool stuff. Um, they were, you know, I think really the first show of all the shows that really tried to use their space and 
and, and try to do the best that they can with certain things. So it's a shame that they're not really getting the payoff for any of that. Um, and it's also a shame that Samoa Joe coming back is not nearly as big a deal as it should be when quite frankly, he's one of the, you know, he's, he's a, he is one of the better wrestlers of the past 20 years. Oh, as far as uh, the all around talent. I, yeah. Everybody's, we're, we're, Including us, we're all going crazy for CM Punk returning. Hey, yeah. as a promo, as a talent, Samoa was right there. With him. Right there, you know what I'm saying. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I am excited for the match. I think it's going to be a hard hitting, heavy match. I think go- Joe wins and goes over, um, and then Silkarian can just go up there and they can ruin him as they've been doing, and then you know we can go on with life. Listen, Car- Car- you didn't see Karrion got a win. He beat Jeff Hardy. We yeah, twice. Him. Yeah, he, yeah. Now, he's so over. Now, so he's, he's two and it. one. He's two and one against Jeff Hardy. And then you're gonna have another match. And then you're gonna it's gonna be the night oh, after no. SummerSlam. God damn it. No, no. I'm. I'm two yeah, nights it's, after. It's, it's been trash. It's been trash. I yeah. don't know what they're doing with him. Uh, and I don't know why they why they put him up there without his gimmick. Essentially, uh, when the yeah. gimmick is supporting. Yeah, that um, got him over. Who knows? Think, who knows? We know. We know. I, I don't know. Do I generally know. don't know. Because do according to everything that we know, Vince should love that guy. No. So I don't so I don't know. He's old. Maybe he doesn't like his facial expressions. <laughs> it doesn't take much. Listen, this is Vince McMahon did he, he will not like a person's face. And then it's done. <laughs> so it's like, you know, there you go. All right. And lastly, we have uh, the three stages of hell match, you're going to hate it. Uh, I'm going to love it. It's uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. They're going to settle their, their blood feud. Uh, first of all, it's a traditional wrestling match. Fall number two is a street fight. Fall number three, we got steel cage. It will be necessary. Spoiler alert. Uh, I think Kyle O'Reilly takes it, man. I think Kyle O'Reilly takes it. I think Adam Cole, they, hey, man, if they're paying him what they're paying him and they feel about NXT the way they feel about NXT, uh, he is, he's gone. He's gone to SmackDown or, or Raw or somewhere. But yeah, if, 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 if the rumors are true, which they might not be, uh, but the rumors are true, uh, I don't think he's, uh, he's sticking around in NXT much longer either. Yeah, I think this, I'm, I'm not excited, uh, but I think this will be as good a match you, as you can get out of Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly at this point in their respective careers. Um, I think I've seen their best matches against one another. I think we all have uh, in Ring of Honor and in New Japan. Uh, I, thought, I don't. No. Then, then you just, again, maybe you think it's about some other match. No, no, I don't. I'm not even. No, I'm not even. I'm not even saying. But I'm. I'm saying they had. They had better. They had. They. they hey. To me, they had it more figured out in Ring of Honor. Um, I, I, and I'll like, Jack, And I'll let and you. I'll, and I'll shut the fuck up. But I thought stand and deliver match. I thought that was. Top twenty match of the year, maybe. I thought it was okay. a damn good match. Yeah, I mean that's fine. I just don't like uh, Adam Cole. I just don't. Like <laughs> that's right. Fair so, I just don't. I just don't like his wrestling. No one can convince me that this man is good. And you people lie, and you say lies to each other, and you talk about how amazing Adam Cole is when he's just literally the young bucks in one person. That's just what it is. It's a lot of super kicks. Uh, and again, someone physically less imposing than me is not going to make me think that they can do anything to anyone any bigger than than me when I'm taller than the guy physically bigger than the guy um he he works very hard and he can cut a very good promo I guess uh but everything else that he the guy does in the ring you have to pair him with the right person 
and to get the desired result out of him from what I've seen so far in his NXT run. This is why I found a lot of his matches when he was champion to be rather uninspiring. But when you put him in the ring against the right person, you'd be like, ooh, that clicks because here's a person who knows how to work around the things this guy does in a way that makes this guy look good and also makes, you know, um, um, you know, themselves look good at the same time. But I think that they're going to give it a hell of an effort uh, it'll probably be their best of the matches that they've had in NXT together against one another, I think. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm ready for it to be over. Uh, I hope that he has resigned with WWE. So I don't have to see him anywhere else. Um, it would be a, tra- it would be, it would pain me tremendously if I saw Adam Cole working, you know, in the forbidden door span, that would devastate me. Cause that would mean I'd have to see more of Adam Cole. <laughs> uh, hopefully. I hope you I, I hope- Listen, wouldn't you like it if he joins the the AW? That that way no. you, you can just because chances are you'll see him with Young Bucks anyway. You yeah, know, so I mean, it'd just be one perfect. segment yeah. per week. Yeah, and it'd just be more super kicks. It'd be more thigh slaps. It'd be great. It'd be the best thing ever. It, um, and then you can disrespect the Canadian Destroyer because you're so. It, okay. It's been dead. Listen, yeah, but he, but he, he helped. Get, he, he also he also helps disrespect it every day of his life. And um, <laughs> so it, in summation, um. I I'm not excited. Uh, they're going to give you everything they have and they're in the, in the Twitter, you're going to love it. And you're going to say there's something about that. Adam Cole, he's special. It's Adam Cole. And then it's, it's everyone else, everything. And, uh, and I hope I can't wait to see him on raw. So I never have to see him anywhere else. Uh, and he should lose to Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, I think he's going to lose to Kyle O'Reilly. Cause, I think Kyle, he- cause Kyle is a demonstrably better worker at this stage and his yeah. career. And, uh, so yes, that's what I'm pulling for. It'll it'll easily be their best match in NXT. Of that I am certain. Hey, if if it is easily their best match in NXT, then it's a damn good match because again, I really enjoyed what they did in the pay per view before. But that is, that's it for for our preview portion of the show. Uh, overall, uh, do do you have anything else you want to talk about, Sato? I think I think we're good, man. Oh no, yeah, we think we're good. We gotta just do the match of the week, and we're good. Another? Uh, did we do a match of the week already? Yeah, but we got to give him another. Give him another. All right. Uh, we, we, we've done it twice. We've done two so far in the, you know, we gave him one on Monday, you know, when that posted, we got to give him another one. All right. Do you have one ready to go? I'll, let me know. I'm okay, going to, you go. guys, I'm going to take you guys back to 1991. The event is Super Brawl, WCW's first Super Brawl. And this was the match of the year. PWI's match of the year in 1991 is the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott Steiner versus Sting and Lex Luger for the WCW World Tag Team titles. This is not a long match. It does not go over 12 minutes long. But my God, what those four men did in that ring for that time period was wild. They packed. I mean, they again, when I tell you Sting been doing it before your new favorite's been doing it, he'd been doing it. The stuff they did in this match was really, really wild. And we had a surprise uh, return during the match, which was also pretty cool. Uh, for a long time, one of probably, for a long time, it was my favorite tag team to, uh, match I'd ever seen. It was just it was just that wild. So please give it a look. It's on the network on Peacock. It's a lot of fun. Hey, we, it's a SummerSlam week and this is CM Punk week. So in honor of both, I'm going to give you one of the best SummerSlam matches of all time and one of the best CM Punk matches of all time. It's going to be CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar from uh, SummerSlam 2013. Uh, uh, just an incredible match. They fucking tore it down. Uh, again, there's you look at CM Punk, you look at Brock Lesnar, you think there's no way one should be in challenge for the other. 
but he was and he deliberately hurt Brock and he was damn close to winning and maybe and he he might have won. You're gonna have to find out who won uh you know by watching the match. But the just know again, one of the best matches in, in, in both men's respective careers, one of the best matches in uh summertime history. Easily it was called the beast versus the best. And I remember very distinctly after that match, they were they were talking to this round table of of legends and they got on to Shawn Michaels and Shawn said, I just want to say to Brock and Punk, thank you. That's mm. how good that match was. Damn. Yeah. And that's listen for, for a man who's that self-masturbatory to put somebody else over. Yep. Well, he, this is he's found Jesus now. So he just he just does this self-masturbatory in other ways. <laughs> and well, I cannot think of a better way to end the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Give Me the Book. Hope you enjoyed the double dose of the book. Oh, fuck it. We're keeping this. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, hope, uh, you know what? Listen, whether you're AW fan, whether you're a WWE fan, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy yourself uh, and uh, stay safe out there. Yeah, guys, take care. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.